because in the moment you can't see that you're being redirected. Looks like you've officially entered the group chat with your best friends. My name is Ali Pantucci, and this is the Unfiltered Podcast, the place where we leave the heavily filtered world of social media to talk about anything and everything uncensored. From personal wellness to entrepreneurship, spirituality, sex, surviving breakups, and hilarious girl talk in between, this is the space for important conversations that women should be having with their best friends. So pour yourself a glass of whatever makes you feel good, sit back and join me as I navigate adulthood with real, unfiltered conversations. Hi, honeys. Welcome back to this week's episode of Unfiltered with Ali. I'm very excited to be welcoming back an OG guest on the show. Um, Today we have Christine Bano on today's episode. I want to say she was like episode two or three or something early on where we talked about um, manifesting and um, tuning into your intuition. Christine is not only an amazing friend of mine, she's also my coach and she has been an absolute angel. Honestly, I can't even imagine the last year of my life without her. So I'm excited to have her back because today we're going to be covering some really amazing topics that I would personally love to see normalized more in conversation amongst our, you know, communities and, you know, in your own groups of friends and overall in entrepreneurship and business. So we're going to talk about overfunctioning. We're going to touch on burnout, undercharging, imposter syndrome, self-sabotaging, all of that juicy stuff. And throughout the conversation, you're going to hear Christine talk about her coaching programs and a very exciting year-long intensive that she's launching any day now. And if that is of interest to you and it's calling you, she has been very kind to offer an exclusive deal to you guys and all of my listeners. So if any of those programs are calling to you, you can just fire her a message, let her know that you discovered her on the Unfiltered Podcast, and she'll be very happy to offer you a fun little deal. So enough of me talking. We have another hour of it coming up. So let's kick this week's episode of Unfiltered with Ali off with Christine Bano. Hello, honey. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) i love it i love when you call me honey you're back i'm so back and i'm so excited when did i launch this podcast was it october i think it november i feel like it was earlier than that no all i know is i feel like it's we're kind of hitting we might be closing in on a year that's fucked up amazing you said fucked up. I said amazing. Yeah. It's so exciting. You're you're killing it. You're like my favorite person to listen to. It's so fun. <laughs> you know what's wild? I was, of course, I'm going to talk about a meme. I was <laughs> <laughs> scrolling through Instagram as I normally do. Weird. And weird. weird. Super strange. Super. And I come across this meme that's like, can you believe we're like four months away from two years from 2020? And I was like. What happened? What have I done with the last two years of my life? Like I feel robbed a little bit. Yeah, but I bet you if you actually leaned into that, you would probably see that you've actually, well, at least what I've witnessed is incredible change. So, Oh, don't get me wrong. There's been some great change, but I feel like 
some of us have been robbed of a couple years of our lives. Like we're oh. still aging. <laughs> <laughs> so like I didn't really get 30. I didn't really get 31. And now it's like 32. So what if we could reframe it like the universe was like, all right, let's give you two years of undivided personal like catalyst of shit hitting the fan so that you can like dive into every little gremlin that lives inside your head or where you're not living in alignment with you, who you Uh are. And let's just like completely crack all foundations and every part of like what your belief systems are. Let's kick your ass. And then let's, uh, let's completely like launch you into who you're meant to be. So you can actually show up in the world as the fucking rock star, 10 out of 10, 12 out of 10 that you are. Okay. That's not a what if. That happened to everybody. So the real question is, who took advantage of these last two years? <laughs> Honestly, the last two years have been the best two years of my life. I mean, you've gone through some shit. Been through some shit. Some like rock bottom, dark night of the soul. I mean, it's just kind of like a constant um, theme. But the reframe of it is like, yeah, it's been really helpful for me is to see I think what people are really starting to see is their strength, like how strong and resilient we actually are as humans and how mm-hmm. powerful we actually are. Um, if we choose to see it that way. I mean, I think mm-hmm. obviously there's lots of different, there's a lot of emotions and um, there's a lot of pe- people experiencing a lot of different things right now, obviously, but I think being able to reframe it and see it, if you choose in a way, like for me, just the stuff that's happened for me in the like absolutely wild um scenarios or situations that I've had to navigate and business pivoting and businesses closing and all the different things, um, relationships crumbling, new relationships forming, um, like just literally, you know, just some butterfly shit, but yeah, literally it's like, it's the transformation. So, um, I do trust that these scenarios bring us like really just crack foundations of anything that, you know, for me, at least anything that wasn't in alignment with who I actually am, it was sort of like a fast track Mm -hmm. turbo speed initiation Mm -hmm. into like who I'm actually here to be and what I'm actually here to do. And I think sometimes having those initiations, they sometimes don't come in the packages that we would um, enjoy. It's like Amazon delivering like (laughs) the box of hell, but (laughs) sometimes when you actually go through it and you make it through it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's been, it's been wild though. We really just dove into some dark shit. Let's <laughs> let's take it back a step. So if you're just joining for this episode, maybe you're a new listener. You've never listened to any episodes of my podcast, first of all. Rude. Rude. <laughs> yeah. <How> rude. <laughs> like, what else are you listening to? Uh, just kidding. Um, but if you have listened, you might remember Christine. She was actually episode... Were you episode two or three or like early, which was so fun. Yeah, it was so fun. Um, And at the time we were working quite closely together because Christine was doing some intuitive coaching with me and we were specifically working on shadow work. And I just felt, I mean, we were quite, we were quite deep into the pandemic by that point. Yeah. And so let's say I'm going to just assume that we recorded in October of last year. Yeah. Something around there. So that's like, that's well into the pandemic. We had a lot of shit come up for me. We had a business crumble. We had a little bit more than a quarter life crisis. (laughs) (laughs) 
We had some heartbreak. We had like there was just a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of stuff going on. So Christine was working with me on kind of like really diving into my shadow work stuff and trying to get me to meet my inner child and have some conversations with her. And not I would say many of them didn't go very well. <laughs> Not with you, with me and my and my little inner little little baby Allie. Um, but a lot of that episode we talked about really high level stuff, I think. It was, you know, what is your intuition and how can people kind of tap into that intuition? And we kind of touched on a lot of the buzzword stuff of manifesting and, you know, a lot of like the amazing spiritual stuff that's circling the internet. And I think we both can agree that it is quite cool to kind of see people tap into that space and kind of feel like they can believe in something a little bit beyond themselves. Sure. Because I don't remember Instagram or social media or that stuff kind of being around five years ago where people so openly spoke about spirituality and all that great stuff. So today we're going to dive into something a little bit deeper. And I think it's a perfect time to talk about this because I know for a fact So many people have experienced this in their life, but it's been very amplified over the past few years. Um, You kind of touched on it already. A lot of transitions, abrupt forced transitions, plot twists in people's (laughs) lives. Um, But like you said, it also gave people the chance to actually show up and meet themselves if they were ready to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's a very confronting, scary thing for people to do. So we're going to talk about some of that shadow work, but we're also going to talk about how it affects people in their careers Mm -hmm. and maybe people kind of stepping into or being afraid to step into their power or like what they think they want to do. And I feel like it'd be fun to do a little bit of a coaching session because... This is why you invited me on. You just wanted us to... Yeah. (laughs) No, but... Um, We'll touch on it a bit later. Christine's also launching this amazing like one-year immersive program and you work with a lot of your clients on this stuff. So Mm -hmm. I think it it would just be great to kind of touch on these things. Like if you're dreaming about doing something and you're too afraid to do it, how do we get past that? Like I feel like I'm at this point in my career and we've talked about this offline where I am in my heart know what I want to be doing. Sure. And I can close my eyes and I can see it and I have dreams about it and it feels so fucking normal. I'm like, that's it. That's it for me. And then I open my eyes and I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Back to to my life. I'm going to sit here and do fuck all. (laughs) How can I distract myself so I don't have to think about what I actually know that's in my heart that I don't feel like I can do because there's all the gremlins being like, you can't do that. So it's like, I think that's a And that really big thing of afraid of being seen Mm. or afraid of success or not being worthy of success or if I get what I want, I'm probably going to fuck it up Sure. or I'm not going to be able to like handle it. Mm. Let's Mm. unpack this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in a moment. I'm asking for a friend, not for me. Asking Um, for a friend. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. I think this is what I'm seeing. And this is kind of where I've moved even my, I mean, I look at even how much since our last conversation, how much I've shifted and evolved my, my own practice and my own coaching business and the way I work with people now. Um, 
And it's been a really big, I mean, I've literally lived this and this is why I feel so passionate about teaching this more and more is that I've gone from like doing, opening the safe business, like a fitness studio for me was a very safe business. Well, sorry, let me rephrase that. It actually wasn't at first. It was like the worst, (laughs) like my like worst nightmare to open a business with no business experience, like, you know, technically said. So opening that and then moving from that into running retreats, which felt like a huge stretch for me. Right. And then running, you know, and then starting coaching and, and taking coaching programs and all these different things. And that's evolved now into, you know, I was really heavily into, um, the inner work, which of course is super, super important in business. And is the foundational work that I think is so incredibly important that for me, I missed for many years. I was really like diving into the intuitive stuff and in the spiritual world, which was wonderful, but I did a lot of spiritual bypassing during that time. And now I'm moving really into working with people on um, streamlining that, which even feels scary sometimes, but is working with people on their soul's mission and like, what are they here for? What's the legacy they want to leave? What's the impact they want to have on other people? What are they, how do they want to serve? And like the truth, like the motherfucking truth of it, like, let's be real. Like, what are you actually here for? Like, let's stop dicking around. Do you know what I mean? And it takes a certain, you have to be at a certain point, I think of readiness to dive into that. But I mean, I believe that we have a mission or we have our like soul blue. It's like coded in us. It's like in our, it's not something we have to go and find. Like our purpose is not something that's like this elusive thing that we have to go search in Himalayans for. It is in our system. It is in our like cells. It is in our heart. It's in our soul. It knows exactly what we're here for. It's just, we're usually too chicken shit to follow it. Right. It's like the thing that lights you up. It's the thing that, you know, keeps you up and it's the thing that, you know, as much as you want, you could try to push it aside, but it's like your special medicine. It's your craft. It's what you came here for. And um, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't think I have that. You do. I'm here to tell you, you 1000% do. There's likely just a lot of conditioning and programming and um, others' opinions that you're carrying around that are sort of like keeping that, keeping static away from what you're Mm -hmm. actually here for. So Mm -hmm. that's what I'm loving. And um, yeah. I'm already starting to channel for you. So I have to like turn that off for you because they're already like trying to give me information about <laughs> you. And I'm like, okay, I got to reel this back because I'm not in like the one-to-one coaching space right now, but I can already feel I download for clients like so fast. I'm, like, I'm a manifester human design. I'm so, like, like, let's turn this podcast off. It's about me now. Let's like, tell me everything. Let's right into me. Um, but I know you and I have even talked about that, right? To bring it yeah. back to you, you said, I know exactly what I want. Like, it's so clear. It's so in my heart. Um but you can feel, and I can even feel it like in people's systems, I can feel kind of like what is blocking them. Like, what are the things? And this is kind of where that unpacking of, you know, imposter syndrome and, you know, the shadow stuff and the voices that come in that tell us we can't. Cause I think it's right now more than ever, we need people's medicine. We need yeah. people to be more and more and more of who they actually are. Cause the more we try to be like somebody else or compare ourselves or, judge ourselves, the more, the further we are away from who we are. And so, which tends to bring along with that, just more feeling of like discontent and feeling like anxious. And you know what I mean? Like when I see people in a lot of anxiety and depression, oftentimes it's yeah. like they're very far away from living their truth, Yeah, which can be very painful. It's funny. I look back to when, you know, my darkest time when I was diagnosed with depression back in 2016 And I think back to, I had this conversation with someone where I I thought about all those what ifs in my life, but in that, in that context of what if those things I thought I wanted so badly 
that job that I fucking fought so hard for because it was my job and I was the best person and I wanted it so badly and they treated me like absolute fucking dog shit. (laughs) What if I never left that job? What if my last relationship, the one that tore me to fucking bits, the one that ripped me open and literally held up the biggest mirror of my entire life Mm -hmm. to show me everything that I needed to work on in myself. Yeah. That one that I never thought I would get like get over the pain that I felt physically and emotionally. Mm. What if that breakup never happened? I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. Yes. So I like had this really cool realization or like this trip down memory lane and I think of all of these toxic and not all of them were toxic, but at the time you feel very like passionate towards like I need this. I need this. Yes. Because in the moment, you can't see that you're being redirected. Yes. <laughs> so I think it's really cool to look back to those moments and I'm like, fuck, man. Imagine I was still with my ex working at that athletic apparel company like five years later. Like, what would I be fucking doing? Probably the same shit. Yes. <laughs> and we- no disrespect <laughs> to him. Love him. Great guy. Sure. Fun. I, like, you know what I mean? But I, I'm talking more in that context of – we it's so funny how we're just too afraid to surrender at, like to what's coming next yeah cuz we're so, so like disconnected from it hmm. okay we're we're derailing here let's reel it back no, in no 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 <laughs> I, I want to say one thing to just what you said though cuz no i really do cuz i think it's super relevant um it actually is i think what we have to do is cut ourselves some slack and um, appreciate that humans are coded for permanency. We mm. love permanency. We love to know. We have this idea in our mind that we're like, okay, I'm going to make this decision. It's going to be for the rest of my life. The universe and our guides are like, <laughs> bitch, <laughs> you're hilarious. Because the only thing, you know, is that's constant in life is change. And we are meant to evolve. Our souls did not come here to be like, awesome work. We can't wait to just lock in that relationship and that job and that house and that thing. And then we're never going to change our human egos. Like, Oh, this is great. Like I feel super safe. I don't have to go to my comfort zone. That's why we have a comfort zone. That's why when, you know, if we're making decisions, I always ask my clients, like, you know, I just had a client sign up for the, for this 12 month experience. And she's like, I am literally like, so I'm so, I'm like, I'm so excited. I'm also so scared. And I was like, the line between fear and excitement is a really thin one. It's literally like, I, I can't remember the quote. Um, I think it's John Heller, but it's like, fear is excitement without breath. It's just excitement without breath. So it's like, breathe and you're excited out of fear. And it's just like, oh, I can feel you exhaling. <laughs> it's like, and it's like, it's understanding that, you know, the if we're making decisions from a place of like comfort, we're actually not yeah. likely being challenged or going to be expanded. And I think giving ourselves some grace that we are, it doesn't give us permission to stay stuck, but it's also that when we grip to things, you know, like you said, if we grip really hard and the universe is literally trying to help us, it sees the big picture. It sees exactly what is going to be for our greatest and highest good from the ground floor. We don't have the view, right? It's like the universe is like penthouse view and it's like, boom, I see this. Don't worry. You just got to go here and then you'll go here and you'll have everything you want. We're on the ground floor being like, no, no, like grip, 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 grip. And the more we resist change, the more we resist things, 
the more painful it becomes and the harder our lives actually get because we're resisting what's so natural, which is flow and change and evolution and growth. And we're meant to evolve. So I just want to touch on that because I think that it's an important part of it. I always get curious to know how many like little pieces of like gnocchi my guides leave out for me (laughs) to go follow because I know I'd literally never fucking say no to it. And be like, oh, like kid, like luring a kid into a candy van. Like, yeah, go. Let's just let's just plop this guy in front of you and see if you'll be a dumbass and do it. Or like, let's <laughs> let's just throw this contractor away and see if you fucking bite. <laughs> well, I feel I feel like my guides probably do that to fuck with me. <laughs> I think that. We are given opportunities to um, show ourselves. Let me rephrase it. I I think we are given opportunities (laughs) to show ourselves how far we've come and that if we really are in the process of mastering something, you know, for unhooking from a codependency pattern, if we're unhooking from a, Mm. you know, whatever kind of pattern it is, we're given, you know, like opportunities to exercise the new skills we've learned and the new things, you know what I mean? Like you've made different choices, right? And I think that's, where um, right now in for a lot of people, I think there's this frustration of like the self-development world and just this whole kind of world in general, um, whether it's money or, you know, wealth or different, whatever they're they're working on at the moment. It's like there's the learning and then there's the integration and embodiment. And I think where a lot of it is getting missed is like people are learning, right? There's a lot of there's so much content out there. There's so zero much- fucking integrating. You know right? what? Well, I'm going to interrupt you just to kind of yeah. like vent about. I'm real sick of these boundary gaslighters. Like boundaries. I'm so happy we talk about boundaries now. I think it's amazing. People are learning about boundaries, mm-hmm. standing up for themselves, kind of, you know, creating that safety box around them of like, this is what makes me happy. This is what I tolerate. But I can't stand the whole like buzzword culture where it's like, uh, like conflict will happen. Be like, I'm not having this conversation and that's a, my boundary. And I'm like, oh, will you fuck off with the word boundary? <laughs> well, don't, think- don't gaslight me <laughs> with your spiritual bypassing, honeys. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> I get real, I get real triggered. Uh... Like, you can't throw up the boundary word to block me from like <laughs> conversing something with you. It's like, just getting this like card of like no. I understand what you're saying. I um <laughs> I think this is kind of I love how fired up you get. You're like, Wah. um, I, I think that there is a lot of this happening right now. Is there's I mean, oh, I mean it's it's tempting, right? There's so much stuff out there, and then sometimes people will uh learn something. So from a cognitive level, they'll understand it, but and then they'll teach it or they'll try to talk about it. But the thing is, is there it's like questioning, like, am I actually taking this information? Do I feel something? Am I integrating it? Meaning, like, am I taking what I'm learning and actually like, how do I weave that into my life? And the more we weave things, the information into like, that's the hard part, right? And then I was going to say, how do they integrate it so fast? Because I've been trying to integrate this shit for like five years. Well, (laughs) I think it's like taking ourselves. Integration is actually, I mean, this is the biggest barrier for a lot of people, right? Is like they want the the coach or the healer or the person to save them or like do the work for them. But that's where you know, this is where the hard stuff is. Like when I'm working with clients, I'll give them homework or if I'm in a program, I'll say like, this is your integration. This is how you're going to integrate it. So I want you to take this information, you know, and 
like it doesn't just sound good in the session. It's like, take it. And how are you going to integrate it? Okay. I'm going to have that conversation. I'm really scared of having, okay, amazing. Let me know how it goes. Let me celebrate you. And like really honoring ourselves as we do that, because the more little baby integrations we have of meaning, like you take the information you're learning, you apply it into your life. The embodiment happens, meaning where you just actually, that becomes your natural default. So if you're really afraid to have, let's say, hard conversations, which I have been for a very long time, that was a really big thing for me, conflict and seeing that is, you know, the embodiment, the integration would be me actually going and having the hard conversation. And then the embodiment means that, you know, universe may test us again. It may bring up another scenario where we can go into the like contraction and like, oh my gosh, this is happening again. Okay. Oh, I hate conflict. And then you, we remind ourselves like, oh, wait, right. And then the embodiment comes where we just, it becomes our natural default to trust ourselves, to have the hard mm-hmm. conversation where it doesn't even have to be hard. It can just be a really clear, like that reframe. Conversation. Yeah, yeah. And then when we embody things, we become very magnetic and very like, this is where, you know, where Dharma and purpose and stuff come in. If you frame it in that way is where, when we start to embody, you know, that then we become wildly magnetic, right? If we're learning about money or we want to become a money coach or whatever it is, if we're not practicing and doing these things in our lives, our teaching and our programs are not going to sell, right? Like the things right. aren't because we're not embodied in it or they might sell, but they're not going to sell to the degree that's possible because we're just sort of taking other people's information and trying to package it or stuff like right. that. So the embodiment means, I, th- I I mean, I can feel it off people when they're embodied. There's just this like radiance, there's this magnetism um, where you're like, ooh, like I don't even know what you're selling, but I want it. You know what I mean? Or I, I don't even yeah. know what you're doing. It's because you feel it because you understand like it would be like me as a, as a coach or as a leader or teacher, if I was like trying to get people to buy my programs and I was doing sweet dick all with like having my own mentor, like, you know what I mean? I have like five different mentors. I have, I'm in multiple different programs. I'm investing, you know, tons of money and time so that I can go and work with people. And, you know, I'm an, I'm embodied as well. I'm saying like, yeah, you pay me. I'm paying, I'm paying a million other people too. Right. So it's like this, that's important as well as, you know, I can't ask somebody to do what I'm not willing to do myself. Authenticity showing up. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're dialing it back. We're going to the beginning because I want to talk to you about, we've talked about this a few times, but this new age entrepreneur, and I talked about it on an episode actually earlier on in the year with Sunny Leonard Doozy, mm. um, who I love, by the way. If you guys haven't listened to that episode, definitely go check it out. She oh, is amazing. an amazing female entrepreneur. She helps people build their businesses online. And we talked um, a little bit on that new age entrepreneur, but we touched more so on the way the internet paints this picture of in order for you to be a successful entrepreneur, you need to be doing this. And I can say, I feel like it has gotten better, but I remember when I was starting my business, it was like this whole concept of like team, no sleep, five thirty, four thirty, 30 <laughs> wake ups and like must work 15 hour days and like Gary V this and Gary V that. And like, <laughs> just like this very hardcore shove it down your throat. And don't get me wrong, being an entrepreneur is a wild ride and it requires dedication and you're not going to be working a nine to five. Um, But I find it so fascinating because I don't think a lot of people set you up to be filling your own cup first as an entrepreneur because (laughs) it's so easy to hit burnout. It's so easy to overfunction. It's mm-hmm. so easy for all of that stuff to just create resentment. And I feel like it came at me 
I mean, I'm not going to speak for every entrepreneur, but I, I'm assuming that most people must go through this because like, how do you not? Because for me, it was like, okay, I'm going to wake up at four. I'm going to have my whole calendar and I'm going to say yes to absolutely everything because my clients are my life and I'm a yes person. I'm a people pleaser. And I'm going to make people happy and like, ooh, that's 50% of my rate, but I really need the money. So I'm going to go ahead and take that. Next thing you know, I'm three months in and I'm like, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. I hate all my fucking clients. <laughs> But it goes deeper than that because it's like, do you actually hate your clients? It's like, no, because you took on something that you knew you didn't want to take on. You yeah. didn't create any time in your calendar to take care of yourself. You mm -hmm. weren't taking on things that were in alignment with you. You had imposter syndrome and didn't think you could choose the prices or the rates or the clients that you wanted. So mm -hmm. here you are, you've decided you're going to set off to on this adventure and start your own business because you have your mug and you're like, I'm my own boss. <laughs> I'm so happy. I left my corporate job to get into this shit hole. <laughs> I'm so fucking happy. I'm my own boss. Hashtag grateful every day. And then you go and cry behind the scenes. You're like, you're like fuck <laughs> this. I have, I, I have 47 bosses. I have 47 clients to speak to. No, so sure. that's obviously, a, I mean, I don't want to say it's an exaggerated form of entrepreneurship because it happens, sure. but I wish more people spoke at the time, or maybe I just had my blinders up and I just didn't see it because these aren't new concepts, uh -huh. but I wish more people spoke about taking care of yourself yes. so you can show up best for your team and your clients. And what I really want to talk to you about is the masculine and the feminine, because it's very hard to explain this concept to people. Like I'll even see coaches being like, you're feminine, you're a girl, like you're allowed to be feminine. You can be a boss babe. And it's like, no, honey, that's not, <laughs> that's not what we're talking about here. It's that like everyone possesses masculine and feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And what do some, like some activities in your life, me running my own business, me, being on like, you know, a lot of the things that I do in my business are quite masculine, the whole like taking charge thing. Sure. Um, anyways, I'm butchering what you're going to say, but let's <laughs> actually talk about, I'm let's welcome. actually dive into the energetics sure. in business. So what actually, what does masculine and feminine mean in that sense? Sure. And then I know you can dive more into like the structure and the flow of it and how yeah. you just do your thing. I'll, st I'll stop talking now. <laughs> I love you. So first of all, I just want to say, um, I just want to reel it back just a couple seconds because you mentioned new age entrepreneurship and I will get into masculine and feminine energy, but that's actually part of the name of my program. So what I, what I'm, what everything you're speaking about is literally things that I've either experienced myself or I've witnessed my clients experiencing in their businesses and in their lives. And so the reason I created like my new program is called Activated and Aligned, and that name channeled in so hard. Like it's like basically a brand. I know I'm in the process of building, but it's this is the first program. So it's Activated and Aligned, the New Age Entrepreneurs Portal to Personal and Professional Mastery. So it's basically like a year long um, experience and program where I mean, literally, this thing has a life of its own. The full thing was channeled. It came through from the divine. It was just like this is exactly what you're going to teach, and this is what you're here for. And I was like, fuck. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Let's do this. Um, so basically this new paradigm and this new age entrepreneurship, if you want to call it this, is that the new age entrepreneur does not do 
what I'm like, I mean, you've seen it out there. It's the wild, wild west right now. Right. I love saying that the internet is literally the wild, wild 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 fucking west. West. Like buckle up, buckle up, bitches. Buckle up, up, baddies. Like (laughs) I think this is the thing, but the cool thing is because I've done the grind, I've done the very masculine energy. And what I mean by masculine energy is the do it's like, the wake up it's the structure it's and this is all incredibly important in business it's I'm not saying but it's it was like the disempowered masculine it was the part of me who was like in the forcing and the okay I'm going to read what other people are doing I'm going to totally negate my intuition I'm just going to like see what other people are doing who are successful I'm going to take their template and I'm going to insert it into mine Mm. and every time I did that I got sick I had physical symptoms come up I was in burnout it was so out of alignment, but I kept pushing. So I'm like, well, they're successful. Okay. They're, they're the leader. I need to follow them. And after many years and adrenal fatigue and burnout and chronic stress and panic attacks, <laughs> things that wow, I, this is literally my life. I'm like, yes, read, same. things that I had read in a book <laughs> thought were fake. I was like, that's not even real. Um, the universe is like, let me just show you this. So it was like, I had to go <laughs> little through yucky that. crumbs. Yeah, the little crumbs was like, okay, keep going, Christine. You're just going to keep on going, are you? Okay. Like shingle. I got shingles. I had like pneumonia. Couldn't, wouldn't listen, right? So I was just like, no, must work harder. So I think what's happening right now, what I'm seeing, what I'm experiencing myself is this like very beautiful unwinding of this very old, you know, more patriarchal or this old paradigm, which says, this is how you do it. This is your steps. This is what you have to do if you want to be successful. And the thing is when we believe something and the power of belief is so powerful, right? So if we believe it to be true, then we'll often look for evidence and then we'll follow that. Right. So what I'm seeing is this so be like wildly beautiful, new, new entrepreneurs, new people emerging who are literally living their truth. They're living from a place of energy, like their businesses are energy led. They are. And some people might be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But like the money show, like the yeah, people show, the alignment shows, the money shows. And I mean, I think this is one of the things that COVID taught, like, you know, during that time has taught us is that the age old, like, okay, you go to school, you get a job, you go to university, you get your thing. And I'm not saying this is bad. I'm just saying that this is like, you know, it's sometimes this is like a very conditioned structure. It's like you do these things and then you'll have the secure job, you'll get your pension. And COVID was like, Whoa, let me just show you that this whole like internet person that you made fun of forever is now like crushing it. And you know what I mean? Like we don't, you know, you've lost a job or something. So I think what it's doing is really kind of just disrupting um, the industry and disrupting what's possible for people. And, you know, I'm seeing just entrepreneurs and people, creatives and authors and um, coaches and people who are just like blooming and blossoming. And it is so cool. There's more and more people. So um, just back to your point around, like, this is what I'm so excited about helping people, you know, come in where we go. I think the personal work is so incredibly important, right? Like, so that's the first three months of my program is the personal work. It's like the deep dive. Cause what, just to touch on what you said earlier, you said, you know, sometimes we dive into these masculine energy structures, but we haven't done any internal work. It's like, do we understand our, you know, our shadow? Do we, have we done the inner child work? Do we even know what we believe? Because what happens is if people are a little untethered and they haven't done that work or they don't know themselves very well, they'll dive into somebody else. They'll burn themselves out or they'll undercharge or they'll overgive or they'll, you know, they haven't looked at these different. Oh my God. I feel like you're literally attacking me right now. (laughs) This is not towards, it's not to make you feel bad. It's just what I see a lot of is that people haven't done that foundational work. 
they go and buy the money course, they go and buy the success course, they go and buy the whatever course. But the thing is they either can't integrate it. Mm. There's no, there's no foundation for them to work Mm. off of. They don't understand themselves. So they're basically trying to run off a blueprint or a structure that worked for somebody else. But that person's totally different, totally unique. They have different goals. They have different, like what does success even look like to them, right? Like Like I'm doing my meditations, my affirmations every night, but I'm a money magnet, but like there's no money. <laughs> but if you, this is the thing though. It, there's nothing wrong with you. And I think this is yeah. why people get so frustrated is they're like, I must be broken. There's something wrong with me. I'm like, there's absolutely not. You're trying to live off of somebody else's structure. Let's, you know, this is why I created this program. It's what I would have absolutely died for like five years ago or 10 years ago, but it's like, do the foundational work. So, right. So it's like, do the blocks work, do the triggers work. Tr- like, look at, like, start with that work. And then move into uncovering your intuition. So really starting to connect with who you are and open up your channels and really start to, I mean, we are energetic beings. This is not me, woo-woo, this is science, right? Like this is yeah. this is all being tracked now. So it's like we start to connect and I think of it as like as we start to unlayer these different patterns, our opportunity for success in business is going to skyrocket because we're not yeah. going to charge something that some a business coach said, okay, charge this thousands of dollars. And the person cannot hold it energetically because they don't believe that they're, it's possible for them. So guess what? Crickets. Oh, I shouldn't have gone. I shouldn't have left my job. I shouldn't have gone into that thing. So it's like, do the foundational work, connect with your intuition, activate your magic. And this is where I'm also bringing in solid entrepreneurs who are actually living their craft. It's like a combination mm-hmm. of intuitive work and bringing in other people who are like, so like yourself, I'm bringing you in for a workshop. I'm bringing some incredible people in. I can't wait to announce it, but all the people I'm bringing in for workshops who are essentially like talking about their craft, how they got into entrepreneurship, um, how they're, you know, how they found their craft and these different things. Um, and then moving, you know, so it's almost like a little more masculine energy to start the business. And then the course moves into um, very feminine energy. So intuition, receiving, um, you know, flow, like it moves into that. Then the program, the next three months moves into strategy, which is more masculine energy. So it's like, you know, I mean, I think of how much I've learned from payment systems to scheduling software to freaking, do I use PayPal or this or Stripe or did it Kajabi versus like platform? What do you want to build? So we're not allowed to talk about Kajabi on this phone call. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll just delete, <laughs> <laughs> take it out. Anyways, different software platforms, different, like different platforms that you use. Right. So, and then we move back into a blend of masculine and feminine where it's like, let's launch this. So, um, there's this really cool kind of like weaving of like, I guess it's to talk about masculine and feminine energy. There's this weaving of masculine and feminine throughout the 12 months together. And then once we've uncovered what it is you're here to do. So you've like got a rock solid foundation, you've activated your magic. You've been inspired by other entrepreneurs. You've got your strategy. You've got your logistics. You've got, you can help, you can actually have that help where you're collapse. <laughs> you're essentially collapsing time and how fast you can launch something because I've had to go through it. I've spent the years and the money and the time with the mentors to help you get to that place. And then the last three months is like a mastermind um, where we basically, you have support from myself and other people while you launch your magic into the world. So it's kind of like impact, purpose, you know, wealth, freedom. It's it's this whole, it's the kind of a whole entire mix and the blend of both. But, you know, masculine and feminine energy is something that I've complete, has completely changed myself in my business. Cause I went from like masculine, hardcore, like go, go push, push. Um, and it was awful, right? It was awful. And I have, I have a child as well. And it was so hard to try to be a mother and to work in that energy. And I didn't have time for her. I was completely just like obsessed with this business. Um, 
since I've incorporated and learned about masculine and feminine energies and how to weave that into my own personal life and my business, it's this like effort. It feels effortless. Like it's literally like I'll sit down and I'll, you know, type an email or I'll create a sales page or I'll delegate something or I'll have a meeting. And then I go and like go for a walk for like an hour and a half, two hours, Mm -hmm. you know, or I make the offer. Like the masculine energy is like doing the thing. Like, cause if we don't do that, we're not going to, we're going to sit and dick around and not have any of our stuff actually come to life. So it's like, how can I go and, you know, do the thing, whether that's creating a sales page or, you know, making connections or speaking to people about what it is. And then you lean back and you go and you do something that feels really like I'll go and take myself for a walk and I have people emailing me. Like I sell as I'm playing and then mm-hmm. I'll come back and I'll send them the invoice or the sales page or I'll connect with them. And then I go and see my daughter and we play Barbies. <laughs> And then I come back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got another email. So it's this like, the masculine is more of like the doer. It's the structure. It's the, it's like the foundation. It's the one who keeps the to-do list. It keeps the timelines. It's the one who's accountable. It's the one who's, who keeps the integrity. Um, and the feminine is the part of ourselves. And this is for anyone. It doesn't matter your gender um, that you identify with, but it's like you, everyone has these energies and the feminine is more of the intuitive. It's the, like, it's the receivership. It's the one who actually can receive it. It's the one who is connected, who flows, who dances, who weaves, who's just, you know what I mean? There's just a softness there. It's like this, um, it's like a much softer energy. It's the one who just trusts. There's a lot of faith. There's a lot of trust. Um, and so I think I've even seen this with a lot of, um, self-identifying females is that they'll get into the space of feeling like they have to hustle and grind yeah, and they completely lose that sense of self that is the one who is, who can receive. And that was like me, right? Like I could go out and make the million offers, but I couldn't receive it. So I think it's this dance. um, Yeah. I mean, obviously we'll go into this much deeper in the program, but it's, it's like how to weave that energy into your business. And I mean, I've seen it happen and I've seen people just like celebrating people all the time because they're playing with these energies and they're like, it can be this easy. Like I can go, and make an offer and then I can go on vacation and literally yeah. just like, you know, it becomes fun. Like work and life becomes really fun and just exciting. Like it's, it's a totally different way that's paving the way right now for the world, which I'm obsessed with. I think it's so interesting to also like kind of dive into a bit of my like professional conditioning mm-hmm. of, you know, starting from the time, like you're a kid, it's like you go to school, you get good grades, you go to school again, you get a good job, you die. <laughs> Make money, well, die. You think um, <laughs> You know, like that's the gist of it. Sure. And then I actually didn't go to university because I was so overwhelmed. There was too many things I wanted to do. Um, yeah. I it just really stressed me out. And I said, you know, I'm gonna take a gap year. And my gap year actually landed me into the first industry I ever wanted to work in. But mm. I spent the first eight years of my professional career doing sales and operations. So I dove into a very masculine industry of like, there's no fucking around in sales. Like you want to make number like numbers, you want to make money. It's go, 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 go. Everything's metrics. Everything's KPI driven. Mm. And I grew to live in a permanent state of resentment. Like if I can think back to one of the first few times I could ever probably think about a lot of resentment without knowing it was resentment, it would be working in sales. Because you just get into this cycle of like, okay, well, if I quit now, I don't get my commission. Sure. Okay. So I'll wait till I get my commission, but now I've done a half a sales season. So, oh, but eight years go by. Like you're just chasing money. Um, (laughs) And then I go from that into more creative stuff. 
which is where I maybe started to toy with the idea of something more feminine and flowing. Mm-hmm. But it was still kind of like up in the air for me. At the time, I there's no way that could have been my job. Like creative things can't make you money. Yeah. Like I got to go out there and like get a title and do this thing. Uh, and it's kind of crazy to just think back. And I mean, like I don't regret it. I think my sales experience really set me up for success mm-hmm. in my current role. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think it's really interesting to – start to unpack even some of the little things, like not even the inner child stuff that we talked about at the, at the beginning of the call, but you know, my whole early adult life. So now I find it interesting because I've been an entrepreneur for a few years now, but I feel like, well, let's go back to COVID now. This has been my rebirth. Yeah. And You've heard me say this a million times if you've listened to the show. And Christine, you've obviously heard me say this, but it was devastating to lose my business. Yeah. As I'm sure it was for millions of people who lost their business. Yeah. And I think what hurt me the most is when I really think about it, it's like, was I really upset that I lost my business? Or was it, I was really, was I really upset? that I was going to not make anything less than $380,000 that year. Mm. And I fucking made $2,000 for seven months. And when I had time to actually process it, that's what I was upset about. I was upset that I had put my head down for years, Mm. Mm -hmm. slaved away at giving everything I had to ensuring that I was successful. Yes. Yes. And when I sat with it, it was like, are you sad that you lost the clients? Or you sad that you lost the money? Yes. And it was 100% money every fucking time. Yeah. And you can see how so, this oh, – sorry, go ahead. No, it was just – so now it's kind of this thing where it's like, okay, so we're rebuilding again. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. Amazing. Am I still doing things that aren't in alignment with me? 1,000% yes, I am. Sure. Do I have the fear of saying – I'm done with everything and go diving two feet into what I want to do. A hundred percent. Yes. I feel like I'm living in this half mode of scarcity because I mean, it wasn't a good couple of years. I still need money to survive. And we talked about this. How can you still show up in integrity? Because you do love the people you work with and it's, I have an amazing job, Sure, but there's that now. And I think this is what I wanted to dive into that calling for more. Mm hmm. And what I'm calling in and what I'm wanting to do is so fucking wild to me. Like never in a million years that I think that I could be that person. And now it's closer than it's ever been. It's still far away, but now it's like in my field. Mm, I love that. And I know that's a thing for a lot of people. That could be someone starting their dream job. That can be someone quitting their job to start their business. That could be someone leaving a relationship. Like... That can show up in people's lives in so many shapes or forms. Mm -hmm. But how do we talk to people about really common things like imposter syndrome or self-sabotaging? Because I feel like I'm the fucking queen of self-sabotaging. Oh, my God. Like that skills box on my resume, (laughs) self-sabotage. Like great at photography, great at making friends, 
always loves to have fun, makes a great espresso martini, self-sabotager. <laughs> <laughs> and this is kind of where that foundational work um, really, really comes in is, is doing it and going into some of those like darker places, right? I think the thing is it's, it's identifying and having the vision because I think everyone does, right? I think there's a lot of people who have, and, and I come across a lot of people like, I don't know what I'm here to do. I don't know what, and there's this big stress. Like, what am I here to do? What am I here to do? And I'm like, don't, let's not even worry about that right now. Let's like start to look at your lives. Like, let's start looking at what, what lights you up? What do you love to do? Where do you lose your time? Like, where could you just do something for hours? And it doesn't even mean that you have to necessarily do that thing, but it's starting to, um, I think there's a lot of people waking up right now. I keep hearing that there's a lot of people waking up right now and a lot of people unwilling to settle. Right. And I think this is the thing that a lot gets a lot of people is like the golden handcuffs, like you were talking Mm. about, right. It's like the money or the job or, Oh my gosh, I've been working so hard for this pension. Okay. No, I can't give it up. I can't possibly, but it's like, is that you're essentially cashing in your highest life? What could be right for something that feels good enough or like, okay, that feels pretty squishy. So, um, it's starting to follow the things that, you know, I think a a good way, I will answer your question, but like, I think just starting to follow things that light you up, things that, you know, you get lost in and starting to explore those. Like for me, I did a ton of, I love travel. I worked in travel agency. Did I want to work in a travel agency? No. Do I like to travel? Yes. Okay. Check. Thanks. You worked at a travel agency. I know. (laughs) Oh my God. Did you have an IATA card? No, I, it was like maybe a year. Like it was one of those things that I got into and it was like, uh, we were long lost soul sisters. We literally have had so much. I took makeup, you know, I loved creativity and I loved art. So I thought I wanted to get into makeup. So I did the makeup program, you know, and got thought I wanted to get into TV and film. Do I love doing makeup and I'm my creative? Yes. Do I want to do that for my life? No. Okay. Massage therapy. Okay. Like I want to help people. Okay. I'll get into massage therapy. Like it literally went on a journey of just like completely trying all these different things out. And I'm not saying everyone has to go and dive into programs, but even starting to identify what do you love? What lights you up? What do you, you know, if you could spend your free time doing stuff, what, what is it, you know, what does that look like? Um, and not stressing about having to figure it out right away. Right. Um, and then just back to your, what you were saying about, imposter syndrome this is something that plagues so many people who am I to do it there's Mm -hmm. so many people the internet's flooded with different coaches or people or authors or you know you name it or product-based businesses or service-based businesses who am I right it's like a doubting of ourselves and you know I really believe that this is kind of where that foundational inner self-discovery work is so 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 important it really is the foundation um Because if you go after what you think you want um, and you haven't done the foundational work, likely all the stuff's going to come up, right? Or you might take the program where it's your dream program and you're like, oh my gosh, that person's really doing what what I want to do. But if you dive into the program of the strategy or of the like, okay, how to do it, oftentimes people just freeze or they won't actually follow through with anything. There'll be such a lack of integration, like kind of what we spoke about earlier. Um, Basically me. Basically. (laughs) I, I think this is the thing is like really trusting it's this process, right? It's just a process of starting to understand ourselves, starting to question our beliefs, like some really easy, you know, free work is journaling, right? Like I love journaling. I love getting to know myself. I love, you know, what do I believe about what it is successes? And even when you spoke earlier about money, like, okay, great. I'd have that $360,000 or whatever it was. 
but it's like, what is success? You know, something I've even done recently is looking at like, what is success to me? Like I used to always think money, 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 because I grew up with not a lot of money. And I grew up with beliefs that it was money was hard to come by and money equals worth and was getting things energies tangled that have no business being tangled like worth and money are completely you touched on something that reminded me of a book I talked about it on another podcast um, about discovering things that might interest you Mm -hmm. did you ever read big magic I haven't no oh my god I've heard I yeah I remember oh my god this would have been like five years ago maybe I should re-listen to it Um, But one of like literally my biggest takeaway from the book, and she said it so well, is that like we literally work to die. Like we just (laughs) – we need to figure out like what we're passionate about. It's that whole concept of like love what you do and you never work a day in your life and people just Mm -hmm. like kill themselves trying to figure out what their passion is. Yes. Um, But it doesn't always work like that. And she kind of challenges people to drop – that narrative and just say like, what are you actually curious about? (laughs) You know, are there things around you that pique your curiosity or that pique your interest? And you're like, oh, you know, I've kind of always maybe wanted to learn to play guitar. Like maybe I'll take a lesson or like, Mm -hmm. oh, pottery's kind of cool. Like maybe I'll do that. Or, you know, photography for me was literally that. Mm -hmm. If you asked me if in my entire life, if I ever thought I would be a photographer, I wanted to get into international relations or international development. Mm. And now I'm like taking pictures of people and I have a podcast. And it was just a really cool concept of like, stop killing yourself to figure out what your passion is yes, and just start exploring things that you're curious about. And I think that's, honestly, I can relate to that so much because photography for me I was so fucking bad at it you look at my old pictures I'm like oh my god you were fucking pathetic like the editing like every nothing about it was good but for me I genuinely enjoyed taking out my camera and going out and creating and capturing for me pre-instagram times no one else I mean there were facebook albums and at one point I did launch a website called Ali Petucci photography and no one bought any photos (laughs) but It was just something that made me really happy. Mm. Never in a million years did I think I'd be shooting commercial photo shoots. Yeah. It's amazing where it takes you. Hey, and I I love that. I love that. I always encourage people. They're like, what is, what's my purpose? You know, what, where do I start? And what I'm like, let's just start with very basic. Let's make it not stressful because like I said earlier, I don't think we have a set purpose. I think we, you know, I think we have things that we're going to be incredible at, but it's like becoming more and more of who we actually are is going to lead us to purpose. And that Mm. purpose is going to evolve. Like my purpose today is, you know, activating and elevating and helping other entrepreneurs up-level their businesses and their lives, right? Not just the business because it's a, it's a, the lives and businesses are intertwined, right? Our business is a reflection of who we are and what we've integrated and all these things. So that's, you know, that's where I'm at right now is I love helping uncover purpose. I love people help, you know, uncovering their craft and cheerleading. And it's like, I'm like a modern day little John. I just like love, like every time somebody calls me and they're like, I just got my first client. I'm like, 
what? Like I'm like celebrating and sending voice memos because I love cheerleading. I love seeing other people succeed. I love seeing people align with who they are and their and their mission. So that's my purpose today. My purpose in six months or a year is going to evolve. Like literally every few months, it's like new information comes in and I integrate more and I'm on this journey. So I think that like you said so beautifully, your purpose, you know, and you, the, the, how that manifests into your life, um, and the, your offerings and your services is always going to change, right? Like, who, you know, yeah. who you are today and then who you are in six months or three months or, you know, we're, we're constantly changing, but I love it. It's just like following the little things, like you said, that make you curious, things that light you up, things that you can lose time in. Yeah. Um, and, and looking at, you know, a lot of people don't, um, like busyness is, pandemic in itself, right? Busyness yeah. and over-functioning itself because a lot of people don't want to stop. And the reason just having this on, on one of my group coaching calls last night, but it was like, people have such a hard time diving into the energy of creativity, ease and play. They don't want to play. They think that play is for children and that they don't yeah. allow themselves to experience and to evolve and to do things because it's like, well, I have too many things on my to-do list and we can't, we can't connect with ourselves, our purpose, our mission, and what we actually desire if we won't even give ourselves a hot second to sit down, right? And it's looking yeah. at like, why am I, you know, why am I so afraid to stop? If I, if I were to stop, what does that mean about me? And this is where our beliefs and our limiting beliefs start to pop up, right? And our thoughts, and we start to identify and start to like look at some of these things. You know, I think it's Joe, Joe Dispenza says, um, an incredible neuroscientist, but he's basically saying like by the age of 35 or, you know, we're like 95% on autopilot. So it's no wonder people are having a hard time, um, you know, stopping. And cause it's just like, you know, we're right. essentially like robots, right? We're just like this and then this, and then I go to this. And it's like, if we don't disrupt the system and make time for that and actually start to, you know, understand ourselves, knowing the payoff is going to be exponential. Like it's going to be incredible. Yeah. But I think a lot of people are scared to do that or to look at what, um, traumas or, you know, feelings or things are underneath the surface, right? Like I know for me, if I, if I find myself getting very busy with little tolerance or getting irritable or things like that, I always, you know, I will force myself to sit down and actually, you know, what am I feeling right now? Cause I had yeah. a very hard time identifying feelings. So what am I feeling right now? What am I avoiding? You know, or maybe we're avoiding what we know is going to make us the happiest thing in the world. Cause we're too afraid you know, because, well, there's too many people doing it or, you know what I mean? Like all those things tend to come up. So that's what I want to end on kind of circling back into self-sabotaging, yeah. but so now we've decided, okay, I'm going to show up. I've kind of declared that I'm going on this path. I'm taking the leap. And then we self-sabotage. <laughs> what are easy ways to identify self-sabotaging in a person? Self-sabotage, I think, can manifest in many different ways. For me, it manifests in keeping clutter around the house. Mm. When I'm cluttered, if I have clutter around the house, then I will. it, it gets me super stressed out and I can't focus. So yeah. that's a, it's a natural unconscious pattern that I will do. Um, people self-sabotage by being late to things, by not showing up to things. Um, it can manifest in you know, like saying we want something and then like pulling the plug last minute or getting too busy. I mean, like we have excuses of the yin yang, right? It's like, oh, time. Oh, no, no time. I can't. Time's, time's too much. Or people self-sabotage, you know, or even when it comes to relationships, I want a relationship. I want this. And then when the relationship comes, you know, they'll create problems that don't even exist because there's actually a deep 
wounded part of them that doesn't feel like they deserve love or whatever it is. So it's like people, I think it really manifests, self-sabotage manifests into very different ways. Um, but I know that, um, procrastination is another big one for, you know, that I've experienced, right? Procrastination. It's like, it's like, Oh, you know, procrastination. And I can tell I've done enough work and I can see it now where I notice myself if I'm really putting something off or I'm, you know, like I, I will challenge myself and I'll say like, deal with that first, go with the hard thing because the heart, you know what I mean? Like go with that and start doing that. And I'll, I'll see it. I, I don't beat myself up anymore. I don't do that kind of stuff anymore to myself, but it's giving myself some compassion and then getting curious, like, okay, what's coming up for me. Yeah. I think when we're getting close to accessing new levels of ourself, this is where a lot of people will say like, I'm going to take that program. I'm going to do that thing. And then there, and then all the little like thought gremlins, Oh, do you really have the time? You know what? Oh, you know what a really good idea is? Do it in six months. Six months will be great. Yeah. Or, oh, and then six months the program program goes up or the photography package goes up. Oh, I can't do it now because it's too expensive. My money block. And that's where money blocks come in. Okay, well, um, yeah, no, I'll just, you know what? I'm just, I'm good. I'm just, you know what I mean? Like people will, you know, for me coming from a background of codependency and unhooking from that, it was like obsessing about other people, right? Like yeah. I would get very busy and looking at what other people were doing or, you know, sometimes people self-sabotage with comparison, constantly comparing themselves. So I think it, it can really manifest in lots of different ways, but I think it's really getting in a habit of, and this is a practice that's changed my life is self-responsibility and actually starting to call myself on my shit. And if it's possible and you have the privilege is having a supportive, um, you know, a coach or a mentor or mm-hmm. a somebody who can help you kindly reflect back to you and to be that mirror and to, you know, help you see things. Cause I, that's yeah. been pivotal. Like I've, that's why I invest in, for me, it's not right now where I'm at. It's not about the shoes or the bags for me. It's like mentorship. And, you know, I look at the amount of money I invest in that, but for me, it's like, I look at it and I'm like, I am my greatest investment. There's no physical item for me personally. Once I have my base needs covered, there's no physical item that for me, I see as a better investment than myself. Cause if I invest in me and I become a cleaner version of myself and I become more powerful and then I can have every other material thing I want, but it's like starting with me first. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but it, it's, you know, it's it's starting to see ourselves and, and question ourselves and start to call ourselves on our own shit and have a loving, you know, loving surrounding ourselves with expanders and people who can, you know, who are our evidence, who are doing things that we want and starting to, you know what I mean? Like really get curious around how we're living our lives and is what do we, what we believe, is it true? Because majority of the time we are living out beliefs, um, from our parents, beliefs from their parents, beliefs, you know, you see lineage and you see these different traditions and patterns that are, you know, when we think that's who we are, but I mean, honestly, like 99% of the time, it's actually, it has nothing to do with us. So wild. Right. Well, we scraped the surface on multiple topics. Yeah. Over this (laughs) past hour. (laughs) Just a quick little a little graze it's all it's hard to have conversations with you because like next thing you know I literally be talking like it just it just goes before we head off you've mentioned your program a couple times Mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit more about you as a coach and the different capacities that people can actually work with you sure so I'm really my coaching practice has a wait list right now I'm moving more into like a mentorship role where I'm taking on people for three or six month mentorships um 
So that's sort of like a one-on-one. I'm taking on very minimal people, but there's a wait list right now. So you can always take a look on my website, christinebeno.com. Um, that's sort of the, the level there. Um, right now, my focus is really on this program and like I'm committed, you know, a full 12 months. And I'm so excited. Like I couldn't be more excited. I'm literally like every time I talk about it, my body gets hot. I vibrate. I just, that's <laughs> the cool thing for me is understanding that this is obviously what I'm here to do right now. Um, I love expanding others. I call me a catalyst. I'm a manifester. I get a lot of vision and download for people. So this program is like my everything. It's what I, you know, I always create what I needed and what I would have dreamed of having that would have made my life so much easier. It would have saved me time, money, energy, which again, if you look at all those things there, you know, time is our most valuable resource in my eyes because it's non-renewable. So if, you know, I see this program as a year, like this, all the content in it took me probably 10 plus years. So it's kind of like 10 years of information and embodiment and integration packed into a a year. So um, I'll give you a quick little snippet. Uh, This is for people who are ready to truly do the work. It's like people who are ready, who are self-leaders, who can lead themselves here, who are like, I'm totally ready for this. So you don't have to have a business at this point. You don't have to be an entrepreneur, but there has to be a deep desire in you that is like, I know I'm here for something else. I know I'm here. I have magic inside of me. I know I'm here to take my myself to the next level. And I really desire, you know, I don't know exactly what it is yet, but I know I'm here for something. So that's like a perfect person, but there has got to be that readiness and that self-responsibility. Or I've also worked a lot with and have people signed up who are um, like newer entrepreneurs or somebody who has some success in their business, but they're looking to sort of access next level success by integrating energy and integrating, you know, more intuition and magic and all these different things and strategy um, into their businesses as well. So it's a great up leveling to deepen their craft. Um, And then there's, I also have people who are, who are like, doing really well, but are just looking for a sense of community and people who are on the same, same wavelength and are looking to unlock and again, like get, get and expand into even place bigger places of their business. So it's 12 months. The first few months is all the inner work we dive in. And this is work that even if you've done inner work, you, every time you unlock new beliefs, new limiting beliefs, and you know, the context is becoming a new age entrepreneur. The context is, uncovering your magic and your craft and bringing it into the world. So it is a purpose and impact and, you know, freedom and wealth driven program. Um, so there's myself. So there'll be like group coaching. There'll be um, embodiment sessions. I've got breath work. There's going to be workshops by leaders. Like it's this really wild and totally unique program that I've created. The next three months is really about activating your magic. So the first three months is excavating our vessel. <laughs> our next three months is activating our magic and really bringing our channels back online. Because when we're connected to our intuition and the divine, we can channel. I mean, we we don't even have to go out and try to find purpose. It finds us because mm-hmm. we become these clean vessels, right? Um, and then we move into strategy, logistics, um, money mindset, you know, pricing, like all that kind of stuff, things that are just so helpful when you're setting up a business or you're expanding your business. And then we move into like a three month mastermind. So it's like us, it's me cheerleading. It's the group cheerleading. And, and by that point, you know, we'll hopefully have uncovered some of what you're hoping to do. You know, if it's a business venture or a launch or whatever it is, like whatever you want to get into, you have people who are on the same again, capacity who are looking to do this and help you. So it's like, it's a really cool way where you have three months of support to actually get your business or your thing off the ground where you can be like, Oh my gosh, Hey, somebody's going to buy a package or, or somebody just bought this massive package or this is what's happening. Can you know, but what next? And so this is where you actually have like on the spot live help, which I think is really unique because a lot of programs are just like, 
DIY, do it yourself, or there's a bit of help, but, or it ends. And then they're like, well, what do I do with this now? Like, okay, well, I just took this program, but like, how do I implement this or how do I integrate it? It's like, we have, you're beside us along the way doing this work. So you have, Mm -hmm. if you have questions, then you can do that. So it's a super unique program. Um, so that's that. That's going to be starting. We um, launch with our uh, first like opening ceremony virtual retreat on October the 4th. So I'm in the process um, of bringing that into the world. I've offered it to sort of my really close um, network. And so I've got some people signed up already, which I'm just like literally over the moon obsessed with. Um, and then we, um, so that's sort of like the big thing that I'm, I'm, you know, in right now in the vortex. Um, but I also offer half day or full day intensive. So what that looks like is, I love co-creating. Like I said, I'm a manifestor, human design. I co-create with people. I can download like sales pages, business names. Um, if you want to jam on like, you know, I want to look at my business. I want to like a little business audit or I just, I will have, you know, I mean, it always ends up usually moving into personal stuff as well. It's like obviously business and like it's so interconnected. So these are intensives where we sit down, it's you and me and we just, and well, let's be real. It's the divine. It's not just a channel, but I can help you sort of unlock or, you know, basically come up with different things. Like I've come up with so many people's websites and names and different things. Cause it's like, I'm reading your energy and I'm able to reflect it back to you. And through that conversation and co-creation, just like so much magic happens. So I offer those as well, um, for aligned people who, you know, um, contact me through my website, um, and then I'm just working on a couple of evergreen courses. So, um, I've got some courses I've ran live before, but, um, right now the call is to do those in, in a sort of like a way where people can self-study and there's an option to add on, you know, a coaching session if they need type of thing throughout it. But I'm really streamlining and simplifying my business right now. So that's sort of the ways is the intensives, this 12 month, um, program and then the mentorship options, but mentorship is on a wait list right now. So it's kind of really the program is where my my heart and soul are in right now. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I'm going to link all of Christine's info in the um, show description. So you guys can link out to her website there and then connect with her on Instagram. And of course, get in touch with her if you have any questions. Um, and you all probably just see you later. <laughs> I'm obsessed with you and I just want to hang out with you all day every day. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Unfiltered with Ali. Just a friendly reminder that I have new episodes that drop every single week, including some bonus content called Honey Check, co-hosted with my best friend, Jenna Garrow, where we catch up for some classic girl talk. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to the show. And of course, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only do I love hearing what you guys think of the episodes, but it helps support the show so much. Lastly, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram at at Unfiltered with Allie. You'll be able to access a ton of extra content from each of the episodes, slide into my DMs, and you can find the link for my free online Facebook community. This is designed for inspiring badass women all around the world. I can't wait to chat with you next week. Bye.